Segunda Show. Tonight on Waiting Longs, we're going... To the Middle East. Both in terms of emails and guests. And uh, in an unrelated uh, sense, here's a new version of our theme song from... Stephen Lebeau. Waiting Longs is easy. All right. I mean, that wasn't the most passionate cold open I've ever done, but we like, look, this is a podcast that's about um, finding our moments. And our moments are always last minute. Uh, thank you, Stephen LeBeau, for that amazing uh, version of our theme song. It's and adorable. For the, I know there are apparently other ones that I haven't heard yet, but I, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll hear those in the future. Um, so today we have two very awesome guests that I'm very excited about, Anna and Shireen. Hello. Hi. Um, I'm Shireen. That other one was Anna. I'm Anna. <laughs> uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, we host a podcast called Ethnically Ambiguous, where we talk about being brown. Yeah, it's on Feral Audio. Um, we talk about, like, it's, it's weekly, so we do, like, a week's worth of news uh, pertaining to the Middle East or issues regarding minorities. And sometimes we have guests on, comedians, actors, or anyone that's, like, in the industry. And um, That's not true. We had a Bachelor contestant on once. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's like a, he has a Russian immigration story that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And use your idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even watch The Bachelor. It's beautiful. <laughs> and so the title of the podcast comes uh, from the fact that, like, uh, for our uh, visually impaired listeners, which right. is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys, you're. If we're going by melatonin or melanin, what's the? It's melanin. Melanin. Uh, melanin. <laughs> melatonin <laughs> helps you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> on the on the swatch on the on the Home Depot swatch paint swatches, you guys uh, look like uh, uh, white white uh, women. Thank you. I mean, you're I've, welcome. <laughs> when I when I go to a Mexican neighborhood, they talk Spanish to me. When I go to right. like like I feel like me and Anna are very much related to the idea of being ethically ambiguous because no, we always got the question, "What are you?" Yeah, that yeah. is true. If you so, if you so that, like like that's an interesting that must be an interesting non-triangulation point because if you told if somebody told me that that you were Latina, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like sure. you, you really yeah, are yeah. ethnically ambiguous which is what which is kind of yeah that's kind of cool yeah yeah that's an interesting point of view does that generate a lot of podcast listeners or the opposite i'd like to think so (laughs) we we surprisingly have a lot more white people than i anticipated we get a lot of white people emailing us or tweeting us saying like i'm white still like me please or like (laughs) (laughs) like we would be like get out of here yeah no i mean like i think i think people that are not as informed about the middle east very they they appreciate being informed about stuff that doesn't get talked about in the U- like US media or western media. Yeah. So yeah. I think they appreciate that and um we also have a lot of people that are middle eastern or um like indian and they just like they would tweet at us being like I've been waiting for this to happen for so long or mm-hmm. like like where have you been all my life and that makes us feel nice so yeah. Yeah, cuz well, just listening to you guys talk for 5 minutes before we started recording here is like I I mean there's a universe of questions here that aren't fashionable to ask or possibly even answer mm-hmm. because you guys were talking about well 
like you you said something like uh well technically we're caucasian because the the caucus mm-hmm. mountains like if we go by the strictest definitions then that's yeah. that is what we are so are you supposed to answer other or white when you fill out a yeah. thing and i it, always fill out other because i don't relate to being white. i always say white why i, I did not know this about you you're also dating know. a white guy oh my god <gasps> you're white yeah, it's not great for the brand. No. <laughs> but we're we're adorable. I mean, that's not a test of. Uh, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I I just I never related to the white experience. So for me, I kind of got mad that they tried to lump me into that. Not that I dislike the white experience. I just don't relate to it because in, in America, I felt like the other. English was my second language. My parents immigrated here. I learned Arabic first, so I never felt like I was part of the majority, and I like I had an accent growing up. So I I didn't feel white. What's the dumbest thing that a guy like me asks in, in this conversation? Like, what's the? Um, you would immediately when you find out I'm Syrian, you say, "What do you think of ISIS?" Okay, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't even have occurred to me. But okay, so That's, either I'm even question, dumber, or I've gotten that question way too many times to even understand. I just have yeah. such a fog about that entire area. Like I couldn't find anything on a map i have to be perfectly honest like i wouldn't be able to like point at anything or understand anything i don't understand i know in general that it's probably hard to talk about israel for all of us (laughs) um but i think that's that's a more of a unifying factor for (laughs) because arabic's arabic and and israeli's israeli and that's like all i know like like i don't know anything about like the different kinds of arabic that you can be or the different regions well for the record i will just correct you for a moment arabic is the language so, um, and then you, you're, you're Arab. <laughs> I already fucked up. <laughs> well, not, I'm you just trying to is... educate. No, no, it's yeah, good. Yeah. I want to I wanna come and out of I, this I don't, better. I don't, I don't fault you for not knowing anything about the region. I mean, like, we were born into it, so I think we know about it by default. But, like, I couldn't, like, I mean, like, if, if you gave me a map of Asia and you wanted me to point to where, like, I don't know, like, Myanmar was, I couldn't automatically know where it was. So it's like, um, I don't fault anyone for not understanding the geography, but... Um, but, but, I, but, but it's always good to be informed, especially when there's so much happening in that region right now, and and a lot of it has to do with the U.S. So I, I like, I like, I think that's something our podcast does in a way, just like keep people informed of stuff they wouldn't normally be informed about. Yeah, what do you guys do in your podcast? You, you said you talk, uh, you 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 kind of scour the news for mm-hmm. for stuff that would otherwise slip through the cracks because it's not, you know, and then you guys. Comment on it. You you have a conversation about it from your perspective as Americans who are uh, 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 descended from this mm-hmm. uh, region. My my language becomes so stilted and uh, hemming and hawing and because <laughs> no, it's fine. Your only you're goal trying. To, you're trying. If your only goal is to not offend, then you don't become even like a you don't you're not a human. You won't with offend any us. ability to communicate. But if you just go full fucking throttle, I just I'll just sound like Jethro Bodine. Like I'll just <laughs> I'll just be talking about cement ponds and. Uh, and Arabs and stuff. Um, By the way, I thought that you, I went the opposite way and I thought that you thought Israeli was the language in Israel. (laughs) And I thought you were talking about languages. No, it's like the only thing that I know as a a white American, uh, it's just all... I, I, I feel like I must be somewhat representative. Like, I can't be, like, a total outlier. It's just sort of, like, I think I've, I've grown up, like, understanding that there's a region over there called the Middle East 
and that I could barely point out on a map and I would only be able to at the entire, because I would know that if I got to China, I'd gone too far east <laughs> and that if I was in Europe, I'd be too far west and that therefore it's an aptly named region and I would like hover around that area and I'd go, Hornet's Nest, <laughs> like medieval, like like sec- se- uh, uh, sectarian uh, 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 animosities exploited by U.S. foreign policy uh, because all the oil's over there. So everybody's got their different gangs and everything's very confusing and then there's Israel which is like over there and is very US friendly and vice versa and and that that's a big giant issue and so that if mm-hmm. you're ever in a conversation about the Middle East you might end up if like like the person could look like you guys which you could you could you could you could be Israeli or Arab Arabic Arab. Either one is fine, <laughs> uh, and, and yeah. look exactly the same. And I could, I would only find out if I accidentally, as a white American, like like felt particularly passionate one way or the other, yeah. and like said, I've I've had conversations where I ended up getting the shit torn out of me by people who turned out to be. I was like, I really deeply offended them be, by just by just kind of you know just eh, you know saying. Well, Anna's Persian, so well, yeah, I'm Iranian and. Iranians aren't considered Arab. And, and they, that's something that pisses me off. They do not like being mistaken for Arab. <laughs> right. so it's, it's kind of lesser. Thing. Yeah, it's kind of a thing I really play into because I know it bothers Shereen. <laughs> it should bother everybody. It should bother everybody. No, it everybody. is really bad. It's like a terrible thing, but like, I still got it's like a, it. It's a well-known di- like like a hierarchy in the per- in every Persian, like not every Persian's mind, but like in the Persian culture where they're like, if someone calls them Arab, they're like, ew, like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, right. no. I'm Persian. And I have heard people that. Cur- People think I'm Persian all the time. My name is actually Persian. It means sweet. Um, so people, if they meet me and they're Persian, they assume I'm Persian because my name. I'm not going to get offended. Like I'm I, Arab yes, people don't get offended. But you're Arab, you know. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a stereotype. I yeah. mean, you people are very hot headed, uh, but, not, then, but what, not Iranians. What, what about the term Middle Eastern then? Yeah, so we're both Middle Eastern. Yes, I technically we're both Middle Eastern. But it's actually very interesting because Pakistan isn't considered part of the Middle East. It's very weird how they like section it off. Right, because yeah. that's South Asia. Yeah. 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 As a footnote, what's the deal with? I know that. I know that here comes uh, the Seinfeld routine. Well, when's the when is it? The, when, when are you supposed to use the word Persian, and when are you supposed to use Ir- Iranian? What, uh, like Iran's the, the the new name of the country that long ago was Persia, and but now- right. Well, so people in America started going as Persian back when the 1979 when the hostage crisis happened, and you did not want to be known as Iranian. You'd be like, oh, yeah, no, we're Persian. Don't worry about it, because <laughs> like everyone was like, e- wait a second, like yeah. everyone in 1979 was like. You just hailed our people. And so now that back that was kinda when it started to transition where more people would be like Persian to kind of like hide that word. Yeah, but it's, it's really, really synonymous. Funny. It's really yeah, synonymous. You really, yeah. I have a white uh, analogy for that, which is I'm from the I'm from Wisconsin and there's a small town there uh, that is pronounced New Berlin. <laughs> you, <laughs> you go up, just, we just pronounce the we just put the emphasis on the uh, really hard on the first syllable New Berlin because it's not New Berlin for sure as of 1940 but or it's so. spelled that way it's Com- absolutely yeah, yeah. New Berlin yeah. but but you grow up being called it's, it's, everyone just says New Berlin right huh. uh, nobody wants to be from New Berlin during the Red Dawn era yeah uh, <laughs> 
but okay, so 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 it's it really is just sort of like it's like the difference between ADD and ADHD. It's purely yeah. nomenclatural. Yeah, it's just there is it's synonymous. Well, what, if I I can sense someone's Iranian, usually like I can smell, I can literally smell Iranians. Like that's I'm like, racist. I'm that's telling wild. you, dude. I'm just they wear a you. lot of cologne. Well, that and it's like you just smell. Like I can, it's almost like I can smell my parents, and I can like feel it. Like I get anxious where I'm like, there's Iranians around. And I, it's just my blood. I just know they're around when they're around. Usually when I'm in Westwood, but <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. real though. And so like it is. It, I went around, to UCLA. I can vouch for this. Yeah, no, around them, at, I say I'm Iranian. Mm-hmm. But like for other people, I'll just say I'm Persian if they're just like, and I can just sense they might not know. And I just want to give them an out like Persian, and they're like, "Oh yeah." There's but what, what favor are you doing those people though? Because for me, I just go. Oh, I'm I doing don't. myself a favor. But you know, but I, seriously, in what sense? Because I because if you said it Iranian to me or Persian, I just uh, that my only I only have a question of like, oh, is there a difference? I don't I don't actually equate either with. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people in LA just think of them as Persians, and so I just say Persian. I don't know. It, I don't think too much about it because. It's weird because if you say you're Persian to an Iranian person, they'll be like, you mean you're Iranian? And then you're like, yeah, I'm Iranian. So it's almost like a thing where I, I fear like my parents. Mm-hmm. So I say Iranian when I fear like when I am interacting with other Iranian people. But for the most part, I say I'm Persian. So is it kind of like how I'm understanding it is it's kind of like the, the difference between being Asian American and being Asian. Because like when I talk to people who are like you know, very recent immigrants from Asia. And, like, I'll talk about somebody like, oh, a friend of mine who's Asian and da-da-da-da. They're like, you mean that person's Asian-American? Like, there's a very distinct line of, like, don't lump us in together because someone from Asia would consider an Asian-American, like, very, very American, you know? And they're like, we're not the same. And and it's not, like, in a a way where they're offended. They're like, no, there's just a dividing line. We're not talking about the same kind of person. Yeah, it's like African and African-American. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like so. Is it kind of like? Is it sort of like that? Is it more like? Because it it sounds like it's the term Persian really came from America. um, People in America who were trying to distance themselves from Iran. Yeah, I think so. And also just the concept of Persia, which a lot that uh, back in the day was like Like the high times of the Middle East. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal times. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The Prince of Persia. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Don't even get me started. Oh my god! That's like the I I can talk about whitewashing for days. I love the concept. I can can I just say I love the concept of your podcast so much. I'm so happy we're here because I want to talk about this all the time and I just can't. Um, it's just not a good look. And uh, let's do it now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, I I just. Well, good. Thank you. Yeah. Glad, I, yeah. Glad somebody's enjoying it. Besides I, I just, you, I, Son, and and you guys. <laughs> Yeah, not my mom. No, She's never brought it up ever again. So I'm pretty sure she stopped listening yeah. after the first episode. <laughs> my dad found out about our podcast, and he doesn't listen to podcasts. And I, I, uh, he he called me one time, and he just said, "I wish you were better." What? <laughs> <laughs> he gives notes on it. He, gets, he gives his notes? notes aren't that bad. But, <laughs> but I just want him to give me a compliment once in a while. You know, it's just like a little hard for him. He doesn't understand what I'm doing with my life. He thinks I'm a deadbeat. But I don't think any immigrant I mean, parents give compliments. Oh no, no, yeah. no. Any no. It's, I think I it's just we call my dad on the podcast sometimes. Yeah, and he's a very social person. Part of me, he's like media trained in a way. He's so amazing. He's on the podcast. He knows like all the keywords to hit. Like, oh, I am so proud of you. Yeah. this is a very good thing. That's actually how he talks. <laughs> 
He's like, yes, you know, you are very, you're doing a very good thing for the community. Like, he hits those yeah. points where you're like, oh my god. And it's then like when you're... we called my dad, the minute he found out he was on air, he was like, just like buttoned up. He was like, I got to go now. <laughs> oh, I'm just like okay, bye, dad. <laughs> oh man, thanks. See, this is what's interesting for me is that you guys are not only okay with your parents listening to your podcast, but I you did would not have see I was okay. Okay, you I, had him on because I knew he was listening. All right, so you you gave in. I gave in because you leaned into Anna it. Anna called her. It was like a Thanksgiving episode, and Anna yeah. called her dad, and I was like, oh, this makes me miss my dad. So I guess I'll call him too, and then. He liked this episode. That was something. He got the stamp of approval for that one. But the one he was on. Yeah. Uh, but it is just a little weird having my parents on. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of lived like a double life growing up because I was raised Muslim. I don't really believe anything anymore. But, like, I would, like, change clothes in my car before going to mm-hmm. school because I wasn't allowed to wear, like, tights or shorts or whatever. And so... For me, I almost feel like I'm trying. I, I don't want to have to censor myself when I'm speaking on my podcast, and I'm afraid I'll, I'll start to do that if I know my dad is listening, which is really absurd because I'm like a 27 year old woman and I shouldn't be thinking about that. But um, I still think about it, and it's like just because it's like there's a, there's a very big culture of respect in Arab communities, and yeah. it's like your elders are like this very. Yeah important thing. Well, I have the opposite. My dad's just like a raging alcoholic Iranian man who just does not care. And he's like a bit of a socialite in the Bay Area and just out there. When did your parents immigrate? Mine early 70s when they were both like, my mom was 22 and my dad was 24. And mine were like, there is 85. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's an interesting point there that's, like, not even, it's not even an ethnically based thing. It's just that idea of parents, like, because that's the spectrum of the parents' relationship with what you do thing. And, like, Anna's saying, like, uh, like uh, your your dad knowing those talking points yeah. and being savvy is not, it doesn't necessarily hit the spot anymore. <laughs> Than the great Santini dad. That's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Nah, like, like I don't, I don't approve of this uh, yeah. shit that I'm hearing. You know, like it's, it's, it, 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 it's. There's no, there's no like piano roll or script for your parents Mm-mm. that they could like hit that would satisfy you. It's more of a, it's more of an unspoken thing. Like you just want them to actually be down. Yeah, but they're parents, so they're by definition they can't. They, so there's always going to be this disconnect. Otherwise, they'd yeah. be your brothers and sisters. They wouldn't be yeah. your parents. They'd yeah. be they, so. So they're like, but I don't know. I just think that's kind of interesting because sometimes I feel that way about. I I, I, I hope my mom's not listening because <laughs> I just don't. I'm so tired of affecting my mom. <laughs> right. Um. I just want my mom to listen and enjoy or not enjoy. So, I, but but at the same time, I'm a. Pro, I want to talk about my family, but. I've, it's like I feel sometimes like about my mom when she even when she's actually expressing pride that it's it's almost it's like there's something off about it it's like uncanny valley or something yeah. it's like, and then that makes me think well I guess moms can't win then like because here my mom is saying these talking points of like how proud she is of me yeah and like I'm just like nah nah I don't buy it or something well like, yeah because like the, the minute my right after my dad said I wish you were better. He noticed I was quiet, and he was like, you know I'm proud of you, and I love you. And right. I was like, it's harder to believe when you say it after, <laughs> yeah. after you criticize me. Yeah, like, what do those words so, mean? Yeah. I, I was like, that's the thing, is like, I... I, I, do you guys encounter people that have families that are like really deeply loving unconditionally like like in this kind of like, you know, they don't... My, my girlfriend's family is like that. Like, they just... They, from top to bottom, it's just generations of people that just love each other. Do they have 
difficulties, fights, sure, squabbles, whatever. But they don't. What they don't have is the thing that's like my entire family tree is made out of, which is these giant like feuds mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gaps where so and so hasn't talked to so and so for seven years, and so and so has oppositional defiant this, and so and so's diagnosed with that, and it's just like everything is just like this. What I came to know is like a real family, which is just like a, a big splat of right, Rorschach yeah. garbage. Yeah. But then when you meet people that just have like that actual like hallmark yeah. thing, yeah. I, they're like the aliens, and uh, like I, I, it's like it's like I think it's just blind luck, right? Like yeah. normal families are like crazy scatters of dysfunction. I would like yeah. I, I would agree with that. I think that also with a lot of immigrant families, we at least in my experience and like from what I talk about with my friends, we don't handle them. We're not very equipped to handle emotion very well like we're we're taught that like it's like a weakness yeah and so it's not it's not that we're not a loving family it's more that um they value different things so it's not that they aren't loving but they came to this country for a better life and so with that in mind they want you to achieve these amazing things in their mind and they're very proud of my sister. I'm sure Anna's parents are very proud of her well-achieved siblings. But when it comes to... I think that's something me and Anna really related on was we're kind of this, like, black sheep in our family where they still, in my, in, at least for me, they don't understand what I'm doing in the city. Mm-hmm. And I explain it to them all the time that I'm freelance, that I'm, I make my own films or whatever, or music videos, and I, like, do bitch pay, PA work on the side to, like, pay my rent sometimes. And for them, they're just like get a real job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that that's something a lot of immigrant children or children of immigrant parents can relate to is just this like a dis- uh, uncondi- an unconventional way that immigrant parents show that they care, which is just like approving of you. Or, like, my parents are, like, the rare exception of parents that I've seen that, like, are, like, they like to give me hugs. And I don't really see that a lot in, like, Arab families. And, like, it's kind of, it's interesting to me just because, like, you're, it's a very, like, formal culture it's 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 strange in that way where it's very formal mm-hmm. yeah what's well, it's weakness to show emotion yeah exactly it's not good like i was always told don't cry people will think you're weak yeah <sighs> made therapy so fun <laughs> but, uh, i mean it would seem to me it, you know just kind of asperger'ing out about this or as a white guy like i would i would assume I, I would assume that that's like purely just that makes sense because if you're if you're not if you're not growing up in a first world empire that has mm-hmm. Just everything laid out and, like, where it would be weird for, like, too much chaos to come down your street. Like, like where everything's just kind of behind high walls and, like, very taken care of for decades before you and decades to come. That those environments are the ones where you get to have Mary Tyler Moore and ordinary mm, right. people kind of level, like, like, like digging in on Golden Pond. Like, kind of like, oh, man, d- our, our definition of d- dysfunction is like, yeah, but do you really, 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 really love me? Um, <laughs> Whereas people that are coming to uh, the a first world empire from places that didn't that that, that weren't uh, uh, resplendent in 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 that kind of security and luxury, then the the emphasis within families is going to be on harder, one hundred percent facts yeah. based like yeah. pragmatic shit, yeah. and and yeah. and it just trickles down between yeah. like going four generations back in your families versus four generations back in my families. Even though we'd find that the further back we went things got harder and harder and more abusive and mm-hmm. like uh weirder like it, there would be a distinct total sea change between my family yeah. tree and yours in terms of like the surrounding 
ethics or yeah. uh, intimate uh, boundaries and things yeah. because maybe uh, this is where I would sound really stupid, but three generations back in Iran, um, uh, that 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 crying just could fuck you over so bad that it wouldn't be a service you were doing to your grandkids to like weep openly about yeah. how much you love them. Well, when I do go to Iran, it tends to be the same thing. I'm like, sorry, you, very... you pronounced it kind of uh, very uh, provincially. I, Iran. Iran. <laughs> Didn't you hear the way I did it? Yeah, no, I heard that. <laughs> Uh, no, when I go back to Iran, like, it's still a thing. Like, I had a bit of a, I was there for a very long time two years ago during the summer. And all, you know, as a woman, you have to be completely covered up. And I was just starting to lose my shit after a while because I was like, it's hot. I'm not leaving the house because I don't want to put anything on. <laughs> and they would get to a point where, um, I was just having like weird like fits in my room being like, I can't do it anymore. It's crazy out here. And I think it was kind of a weird point in my life as well because I had just graduated college and I was just going crazy. But um, actually, it was a few years after I graduated college. I was just going crazy for a while. But <laughs> I would like start crying and everyone in my family would be like, yeah, you can't leave the house if you're crying. Like even if you look like you were crying, like you should probably stay home. And I'm like, oh fuck these assholes so it's still a thing there like yeah. they're and i have a very dysfunctional family over there like it's actually kind of fun to visit because then i hear all the drama and then i hear who i'm not allowed to speak to and who i see and like it's it's still that same wave where you see it's like this intense broken just i don't know like clusterfuck of people trying to deal with all their issues and it's like you can kind of almost see like there's like the American version and then there's the Iranian version. It's it's cool to go see that and see like that's my family. They're it's like insane. Godfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all the same. There's like a version of each of us. Yeah. And, like the, the, the Iranian uh, gangster in his zoot suit. And it's like, hey, they and call me Johnny Two Tone. Yeah. But then you go back to the old country. And it's like Johnny Two Tone. You disgrace me. Yeah. Um, well, the other the the other weird thing for children of immigrants is that the the concept of what what a normal family is and what normal family dynamics are and what's healthy emotionally is very different than the culture that you come from. Yeah. Because you're growing up in an Amer- in a Western culture that tells you, like, the normal thing is for your parents to be loving, to show outward affection, to constantly tell you that they love you, and anything different than that is not normal. Yeah. But you're coming from a culture and you're growing up in a culture where that's not the norm. You yeah. know? And so you're I being was, told right. that... I completely what, relate to yeah. that. Like, I was... like When I was growing up, I would always have, like, my white friends go into, like, their grandma's house for just, like, for fun. And, like, they would, she would give them candy or some shit. And I was just like, what is that like? <laughs> like, none of my family is here or, like, whatever. Or, like, you you grow up and, and your American friends... Not that... Um, well, your white American friends... They, they think they can do anything and, and they're so supported in whatever they want to do, like whether it's sports or whatever, and their family is usually very supportive. But at least for, I think, a lot of immigrant families, they you, you're, you don't really have that same, like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can do yeah. three things. Right. <laughs> and if I don't do those, I'm fucked. So it's like, you're trying to mold yourself into this perfect child at all times. Right. And it's really fucking hard because... And you're also trying to pass yourself off to your friends. Yeah. Because it's a little... I remember there are friends, whether they passed for white or not, it was just sort of like, like, you know, it didn't really matter if they were accepted among this gang of like suburban kids. It was like there would be these inevitable moments where Mira's parents... Um, oh, she can't. She can't go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not? What's what's the deal? You know, when you're a teenager, you don't. You actually think you're doing 
Yeah. You don't really know what you're doing, but if anything, you probably think you're doing a favor by going like, why? What's your parents' problem? Yeah. And I would imagine that that might be, oh, through 100%. an adult lens, that might be incredibly yeah. stressful because you're like, make me feel like a conehead or something. 100%. You feel like a, an alien and, yeah. and, and you feel like a fucking weirdo. And I was a weirdo. Like, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not denying that, but it makes <laughs> you feel like even more of a weirdo because you're the kid that like, my parents never had alcohol in the house. My parents never had... I mean, that's something I thought was so interesting about me and Anna, just because her family drinks, and or at least her my dad. My father drinks. Your dad. My mom's a devout Muslim woman. Like, <laughs> like I never I, I never related to the idea that alcohol was in, in my parents' house. And I thought, like, for whatever reason, like, most Middle Eastern people could relate to that. And I, when I started getting to know Anna better, I just realized, like, how limited my view was of my own culture like there are like you can like alcohol and you can be middle eastern obviously but um i was raised in such this very small bubble where i was the weirdo and i had a very early curfew and i wasn't allowed to talk to like the other sex and (laughs) i wasn't allowed to wear certain things outside and that was just like something that happened like i didn't go to the beach for a long long time and my friends were just like accept that they were just like yeah and well. did you try to like hide that from or did you did, were you like transparent about that with your friends your peers you go like my well my closest friends knew that i would like change clothes sometimes in my car or like they knew like if we were going to the beach like oh Shreen has to change or something or like but that was something that like that was like an intimate thing about you that you you weren't going to present that no. to everyone and go like hey i got rules over here no. you, you, that's something that people had to learn about you yeah. if you trusted them because it's something like anything different about anybody yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember on my, on my 18th birthday, I, I, we, I was like, it was in April, so I was in school, and uh, I remember I like really liked this outfit I wanted to wear, and it was just like shorts with tights underneath, which was like also taboo, but like I liked that style a lot, so I wore shorts with tights and like a sleeveless like 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 top. And I remember that was, like, my birthday outfit. And I was just, like, I didn't want anyone to know, like, how much thought I had put into that, obviously. <laughs> but, like, in my mind, I was just, like, like that. this is how I'm going to be happy and that I'm going to do that. So it's kind of silly saying that all out loud. But, like, that was the reality of, like, my – I really thought – it felt like a double life because I would go home and I would be in my other, like, clothes. And they wouldn't know the wiser. So it was, like – yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing because at the, at the core of it all is it's like your podcast is called Ethnically Ambiguous because it's, it's, there's important this phrase, which is like feels very unfashionable and very crass, this idea of passing for white. Like mm-hmm. it feels naughty to say it, like to talk about it because it, it's rooted in horrible things. It's like the idea of passing for the phrase passing for white is like privilege. It and, feels criminal. Yeah. It, felt, well, it feels just uh, yeah. uh, corrupted to say. Yeah. It, for, for, for me, the connotations are like going back to like uh, slavery and America and stuff and um, uh, uh, multiracial people like mm-hmm. like and, and then within generations like whether you pass for white and like tests uh, physically and all these things like this legacy of this country, this idea of passing for white like as if being white is a is a is a, yeah. is a is a reward and there's a way to pass and not pass and like getting into uncomfortable things about cheekbones and teeth and and uh and hair follicles and things that we don't feel comfortable talking about but it 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 is important to to shine a light on that because we're we're describing a whole different set of things both of you to- like totally like could just like it's a different set of circumstances than if you were black or asian growing up right. like because there's this layer of like it's in some columns it has to be like the way you're describing it must be somehow like um 
I don't know. It's just different difficulties. It's like no, it's, yeah. it, it, it's like oh, here I am, and I could easily like assimilate because physically you're not gonna like start treating me differently just mm-hmm. on your observation of my eyebrows. However, uh, you're gonna you you're might gonna find out that my parents like don't like 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 re- really freak out about drinking or that I or that th- or English isn't my first language. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. So like especially now, I think because Middle Easterners and Muslims are like the scapegoat of a lot of problems and uh like the travel ban and the uh, like all the wars that are going on over there palestine israel and syria i think i think a lot like i remember when 9-11 happened my mom was covering her hair at the time uh i was like terrified of her leaving the house because i didn't want anything to happen to her and i didn't want anyone to know she was muslim because i was just like don't like i just want, didn't want anything to happen and i think that same mentality is still true like s- some people get afraid of people finding out the truth and so maybe they'll try to be more like their white counterpart or they just become more proud and right. they just there's like i'm not like you I, I won't be put into this box uh we're you can't like take one example of a bad person and like make that my whole culture kind of thing. Mm. Right. My my dad would always the running joke in our family is that my mom always had it so much better because she's like very pale skinned and light hair and you wouldn't know she's Iranian if you first walked up yeah. to her. But because but he's really dark and like dark hair and he oh, the running joke is like she'll always get the job before I do like yeah. she, well, she gets everything she wants in Farsi in Farsi because Farsi is the is Persian basically it's but, the language yeah Iran. but in, in Arabic anyway the word for tan is like a little derogatory. Like I'm not even that much tanner than my sisters, but when I was growing up, I was the tan one. And oh, I would, we don't have that in Farsi. It, like it's like it's like it's like just like there's a connotation where it's like, oh, you you're the tan one. Like sorry. Like and I'm not and like compared to my sister, I'm like I'm she's whiter than me, sure, but like in that in that regard, she was prettier. She was more like uh, gregarious right. or whatever. Fair, fair skin. Yeah, so that's, that's and there, that, that that's something that's permeated a lot of cultures. I think whether it's Asian, whether it's yeah. uh, Middle Eastern, Indian. Well, so, I went to I went to like yeah, majorly black schools like uh, kindergarten through sixth grade, and then like all black schools like junior high and like the experience listening to black kids like. Um, be very funny in the lunch line, like playing the dozens with each other. Like your your mom's so black, this and and like, like, but like really genuinely, like, like there's playfulness, and then there was like holding each other's arms up next to each other, Whoa. and like 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 there's a viciousness, and it's like it's it, I, even as a even as a kid, like like eight years old, like being like a a white kid in a sea of darker skinned kids, but no one's talking to me about this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Because you made it out in a way. Because, <laughs> yeah. because, but there could even be like a like a, a mixed race kid who had technically the compl- his complexion mm-hmm. could be my shade. Mm-hmm. This always confused the hell out of me. But because maybe his hair then was different from mine, or it's just a way to recognize that he's black. But then he's a black person that has skin privilege. But I'm yeah. just a white person, so it's like I'm sitting on some bench, mm-hmm. or like you don't know. I was like, am I, am I lower than everybody or am I higher than everybody? I'm just like a ghost. I'm just like standing here. No one's, no, no one ever. You'd think that everybody would go, well, what are we doing? Let's beat up this guy that's nothing mm-hmm. like any of us. Uh, whether it's out of envy of privilege or out of perceived just little kid. Well, he's different from everyone because his hair looks weird. None of that happened. I yeah. was just a living ghost, and I would just wow. listen to my friends. When they got together with each other, 
like really like you know and your kids so like sometimes some kid starts crying and it's like oh why is why is why is this guy crying and the teacher comes over and it's like and and he's just like crying and like oh well because he went too far and he said you know it was, it was a lot of it was like yeah. rooted in all well, of this like well, reference to the complexion i think there's like some privilege in not having to think about your skin tone mm-hmm. and you also know? you're not part of you weren't part of that conversation cuz you're exempt from all of the mm-hmm. issues that come with the colorism of of that conversation. Yeah, I know. You know? But it's like, it's like explain that to an eight year old. Like I, it's like the fact that I have that every on file, day. I seek out eight year olds to explain I was, this. I was, to. I, was just, I was just I would just stand there and go like I really like it, it was like I didn't I didn't have any political frame of reference. I would just be like I would truly just sit there and refer and, and process in my head. Go why are these kids like why are all these black kids uh like uh, using skin color to like. Like make each other cry, but but that this is but that but that meant, but that questioning that the 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 idea that you never had to think about your own skin that way is is a, a privilege that minorities can't relate to. I know, I know, yeah. but and it's, that, and it's so yeah. sad. It's, it's very it's sad. So toxic. Like yeah. they should have so many... just beaten the shit out of me. <laughs> well, mean, let's like, go track they, them they down <laughs> and write this wrong. <laughs> they they could have all like ganged up and had a <laughs> great time wong. together. Yeah, we'll wipe this wong. We'll go and find <laughs> all of them and we'll let them beat you up. That's how that's how I came out of the seventies with the impression that all white people are racist. That that's that that's an actual only racial fact. Uh, that is that white people have because I felt like, well, I recognize that these people are all black they don't seem to recognize that they're they, they, they seem to be giving me some kind of weird hall pass no one no one picked on me for being white with a, with rare exceptions there was like a bully in junior high who was i think me, my whiteness like had a, a lot to do with his hatred of me but 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 by and large it was like i never it just feel it just feels like the, it's so unfair like I, that's why i have well, so much you... white guilt because i just like walk through a hall of all black kids and the black kids would be so mean to each other and like i never got really that picked on i would just like well, lucky drift you through. lucky you <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying i was the only iranian in my school for a very long time no one understood i couldn't even explain what i was yeah I, I was like in fifth grade being like well so yeah. there's this country you know yeah. like no one cared and it was just like white blacks and asian kids because i went to school in the bay area and then this other iranian girl came eventually <laughs> people lost their minds like they were like that's that's your sister and i'd be like no don't know her. Oh, They'd be like, that's your. They would tell yeah. me. Teachers would be like, that's your twin, right? Ugh. And I'd be like, we both have brown curly hair, like, but for real, like, you're a teacher, though. Yeah. Now yeah. I think back. Back then, I was like, no, what? Yeah. But now it's just like, what? Who, like yeah. that's so fucked up. Yeah. Like when you think like, about that, like, you thought I hid. My sibling. Yeah. For yeah. Year, right. I've been at this school for years. Oh, you mean they were actually like... They no, were, they really they were thought... Like, come on, you guys are sisters. Yeah, like, they yeah. thought we were their twins. Or they, and when I would be like, no, they'd be like, cousins. And I'd be like, no. Yeah. Oh I actually God. never met her until she but came also, to school. But also, what are they trying to catch you at? Like, yeah, like, like there can't be two of you. <laughs> yeah, like they couldn't just take your <laughs> yeah. word for no, it. You my, must be lying. Yeah. Me and my sisters were the only Syrians in our school for a long time, and... This was the question we would always get. It'd be like, "Oh, you're you're serial? What is that?" Like, <laughs> it was just like like you would just accept that like no one knew yeah. what that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is an indictment of the state of public education <laughs> in this country. But now, but now you you're, you they find out you're Syrian and they ask you about ISIS. So right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, we have oh, yeah, had some time. really good emails. Um, I mean, we've already touched on some of the stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll read one. F- from I don't really I don't read anybody's names because unless they Yusuf. specifically tell me <laughs> that it's 
It's my uncle's name. Um, but he says, uh, uh, just listened to episode two and wanted to let you know that at least one of your listeners is a half Hispanic, half Arab Muslim medical student. I found the podcast extremely entertaining and not at all enraging. I'd like to, <laughs> perha- which is, I'm very happy about that. I'd like to perhaps offer a pitch for something that may- maybe you could discuss or get a guest to come on to speak about. As someone that is visibly white but ethnically non-white, I find that people like me are often left out of the conversation or even application of diversity measures because we are still technically Caucasoids. I certainly don't feel like a white person, although people treat me similarly to one, until they find out my background, which usually occurs after questioning the origin of my name. I'd be interested to hear Mm. your thoughts on this type of situation in writing, and maybe you can find someone to speak to this issue from a white-passing POC perspective, like perhaps someone who is half-white but appears totally white. Well, we're way ahead of you, I think. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I even dance-blamed. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, well, I was talking about this before we started recording but like on university applications in California they had uh, white and then in parentheses including Middle Eastern and I refuse to check that because I just ref- I, I think they only recently started including Middle Eastern because when I was real young I would always do Asian because I thought Iran's in Asia Mm. Yeah. And some, one day someone was like, <sighs> "Well, uh, there was never a referendum on this white including Middle uh, Eastern." Actually, there I'd, was. I was not. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That one that you were a part yeah, of. My right. vote, right. my but, vote did not. Was, but um, I mean, it, it is interesting though because, yeah, there you're. It, it it just takes away your your experience of never fitting in. <laughs> like, right. So when yeah. you guys, when, when you're when you're filling out those forms, I, I was curious, I wanted to ask, because it's like, is it a, is it a case-by-case basis of what you check based on like, do you, and if so, do you, uh, would it be because, oh, well, what are you filtering out here? Right. Uh, but it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you take it at face value and go like, mm-hmm. well, I'm being asked who I am. Yeah. This is an mm-hmm. important question. And I, I more often than not always say other. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I don't see Middle Eastern on there, I will say other. I always just say white. It just It's weird to me. They have like Hispanic, Latino, Pacific Islander, Asian. And then for whatever reason, they can't understand that like being Middle Eastern is also not white. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's so funny how sometimes, like, there's this weird, like, like double-sided razor, if that's a metaphor, like, of, of, like, the idea of a test asking you, of a yeah. form asking you what you are. Part the 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 egalitarian part of you wants to say, you know what, we should all just check other because fuck you. Mm-hmm. But then uh, e- e- half the time, the whole problem is that we're not aware enough of of of. Mm-hmm. who's who and what's what and so gathering data is sometimes yeah. what the good guys are doing yeah. and sometimes it's what the bad guys are doing well usually I'll put other and then I'll write in Syrian because I want them to know that I don't consider myself white like I want mm-hmm. them to know that like I'm Syrian or a Middle Eastern or Arab and I don't want to be lumped into something I don't identify as especially when you're not afforded the same advantages exactly. and benefits that's the thing that pisses me off is that you're trying to get me to admit that I'm something that I, I, I see has like I don't benefit from white privilege in my opinion. Like, I, like if I was with a black person, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, I haven't benefited from the white privilege that my white friend has. So yeah, yeah. So we like have- in a zombie movie. Yeah. If you and a black guy got in a car crash and a white uh, redneck trooper, the three of you like taking refuge in a shopping mall, he'd be like looking at you like. Yeah. Am I right with this guy? <laughs> yeah. 
I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I want to live. I want to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we uh, another really great email we got from Rustine, um, who is Iranian. Uh, Get, uh, gave us a little this bit is, of a primer. This is my cousin. Oh, really? No. Oh, I, I would have been so excited. <laughs> I, that's the joke I always go to. Like, oh, yeah, when people say, I'm an Iranian friend. And I'm like, that's my cousin. <laughs> Before they even say their name. Oh, I was going to get so excited. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, uh, so, uh, so she, she brought. I'm not. This is a very long and thorough email. So I'm just going to read different parts where she talks about basically that Middle Eastern people were legally classified as white, and it was this like court case. So um, this is in the 70s. In the in the 1900s, uh, because they didn't want to get caught up in anti Asian uh, fervor like the Chinese Exclusion mm-hmm. Act. Um, oh. So in 1909, a Lebanese American policeman arrested the son of a prominent lawyer in Venice, uh, probably for being a drunk twat. <laughs> the defendants decided to invalidate the arrest by challenging the officer's citizenship. Their argument was basically the officer's Lebanese, therefore they are Asian slash Mongolian and not white, therefore they have no right to be an American citizen, therefore they have no rights to be a police officer, and therefore the arrest is invalid. Jesus Christ. Take the L, as the kids say. (laughs) The the officer's lawyers got in contact with some professors who describe Lebanese people as being from the white race, which led to this pretty great quote, quote, if I am a Mongolian, then so was Jesus, because we came from the same land. Whoa. Hit him where it hurts. Mm-hmm. So in the end, the court sided with the officer and proclaimed Middle Eastern people as legally white, legitimizing <laughs> the political efforts to separate us oh from my. Asian people. And to this day, the census and other demographic tools include all Middle Eastern people under white, locking us out of affirmative action and diversity programs, unless they include Muslim as a demographic category. Oh. Well, I don't agree with that last mm-hmm. part, because Muslim is religion. But... Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's what a, they're saying. Yeah. Like, that, that would be the yeah. slippery slope you'd have to go down. It would be like saying Jewish is a race. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, well, unless she just means that unless the diversity program also offers an additional category yeah. of Muslim that right. you can check as just something else. Because a lot of diversity uh, programs, like it's fine if you're a woman, like one, like gender counts as diversity right. or uh, sexual orientation. That's like, true. Yeah. yeah. But the, I had no idea. This is so fascinating. Yeah, I have to defend Anna's cousin here, okay? My favorite part is, <laughs> this is so true, is that Persians are technically Aryan. It's actually very interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I, always, I always like to bring that up with my white friends. I'm like, well, you know, I am Aryan. <laughs> it, says, it says you're not Aryan either. That's what it says. She says... Although Persians are not Arab, we're not Aryan either because the entire concept of Aryanism is misapplied to race in the first place. But it says the Ur- Persians were among the original Aryans before the Arab invasion of the Persian Empire corrupted us. Oh, I remember hearing that. Yeah, that 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 thing, like the 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 Aryan, the word Aryan applied to that. Yeah, to, that to, region to Persia. Yeah, uh, this is this the, the Arab invasion of the Persian Empire corrupted us. Okay. Oh boy, have, <laughs> we have one of those Persians who don't like to be referred to as Arab here. Well, <laughs> I'm about to corrupt. God, something. I wish you Middle Easterners would stop fighting. <laughs> Triggered me so hard. Hornet's nest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, how about that? That there was a court uh, case to so legally goddamn... classify Middle Easterns as white. I mean, it comes. I love the uh, editorial comment of like, you know, it's like, 
you know, it's a, yeah. a fucking cop that, yeah. that a police department gave a badge to, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, which doesn't necessarily make you an angel, but it, it means that there's some... You're, yeah. that I you're mean, a, you jump through some hoops, but especially a, if you're not white, you're you jump through a, a lot of hoops. You're probably a stand-up member yeah. of your community, yeah. especially if you are Lebanese and yeah. you're now wearing a badge. It probably says that you've done twice as much, like, impressing your yeah. your community as That's if so you're a white guy with that badge. Yeah. You're trying to invalidate your entire and then humanity. The, yeah. Yeah. But that I mean, is the it's... that is the the hubris of a white of a shitty white man is yeah. that he's like I don't want to be arrested for doing whatever the fuck it was I wanted to do right. so I'm gonna completely try to invalidate you as a human who gets to live in this land. My mind goes to the Shia LaBeouf video of LaBeouf. him getting hauled in, mm-hmm. even though even though the boofster like me <laughs> is a raging white liberal, you know, he, nothing will divide us, and like you know, and then a couple drinks in him and then he's being hauled into a cop shop and he's like he's not he, he he's kind of like his mind is going to race immediately because he's a white guy and that's all he sees so he's like he's looking at the cop he's drunk and disorderly and the cops are like hauling him in and he's looking at the cops and seeing that they're different races and he's like his drunk brain it is like this is going why. to this yeah. place well he's just trying to exploit it really yeah. his, his mind is just going immediately to like because he said he is making these comments in the video of like 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 you know this i don't know he's like saying to a black cop like something like like uh i don't know these people don't even respect you or your property to them so i can't I, i'm paraphrasing Whoa. like mm-hmm. it was it was it was sort of like i i, I it's it's interesting to me mm-hmm. the, the 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 caucasian brain be on a on a on a dui like getting brought in it's like if the and like mel gibson like gets pulled over in malibu yeah. and his first you know he's he's like looking for cracks he's looking for crevices he wants to and it's it's really just starts with sucking your thumb and pooping your diaper well it's what, not even really it's 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 like it, it's like racism is just right there next to yeah hitting your sister with a fire truck you know like you just want out mm-hmm. of whatever well i hate when when guys like that then blame the alcohol it's like the alcohol didn't make you racist the alcohol yeah. just stopped you from hiding your racism right. yeah. well this right. is i mean if you if that's what gets your dander up uh <laughs> then this this case should should be uplifting to you because this is a person who woke up the next morning and doubled down on their racism. Yeah, totally. Sober. I mean, unlike, totally. unlike Gibson and Shia yeah. LaBeouf or well, anything. But that, that back then, you could be openly racist, which is now what we are reverting to. I'm right? merely pointing out the yeah. fact that a drunk white person, like, given a timeout or take the, you know, give me that cookie you know, it, it, if the cop was Irish, but when I when when being Irish didn't count as being white, it's a, it, you know, it's it just doesn't. It, it's the theme there is that it's like, like there's a person who who would clearly was probably like just just a, a fuck up and whatever, and then they had connection to privilege, and then they they got a ticket they didn't want, and then they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, how are you even a cop in the first place? It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like always time to call a timeout and like reexamine all the rules. I find that really fucking amazing. I feel like to this day we we do we do the, my dad always when I was going to Iran in February right literally a week after the travel ban happened, I had tickets to go to Iran and I was like, "Dad, fuck, what are we going to do? They're not going to let us back." My dad's like, "You know what? We're citizens and we have white lawyers." And I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit." Like that was the moment I was like, oh, He's right. That's how it goes. Like you can just literally like, bring in a white man and like have him talk for you, and you're like, well. 
And it was like one of those moments where I was like, that's so fucked up, dad. And then a part of me was like, I'm so grateful for my father for hiring white men right. just yeah. in case we get stuck in border control. And they're like, we're camp. We don't believe because you were in a banned country See, that you're allowed. That's where my dad is, is too... Uh, uh, trusting of the human spirit or something like he will only trust Arab people or like he, oh. he trusts white men too but like his lawyers are Arab his, 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 you know what I mean I like that I like that about him right he feels like his no. countrymen will look out for him yeah. but but that's that's usually not going to help when you're in, in the airport or something you know right. what I mean like so it's it's a different yeah, but I now, perspective is that a matter of trust or is that a matter of just I'm more comfortable I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's just, like, uh, this belief that, like, you understand what I'm going through, so you should have my back. Right. And also just comfort, because, like, I, I could speak to you in Arabic, right. and, like, you understand my family's in Syria, and, like, exactly. I'm... Well, like, yeah. if you're a Syrian civil rights attorney, and it's like, like oh, there's the... it's it, Everything I've learned about this comes from movies. There's the two archetypes. It's the... Oh shit! The like, the, yeah, the guy that shares the background mm-hmm. and therefore knows all the angles because yeah. they're yeah. like a bridge to the system. That, that whereas uh, somebody might get shafted by. A, yeah, but the, on the other hand, though, well, I, having I, someone that's like aware of how your new system works is well, very. That's the thing is, I, it's something I've learned about my father is he always I think because he's been here since he was twenty four. And he came to America to go to college, and it was before the revolution, so he got kind of got to see the whole, like, oh, people don't really know who I am, to, like, oh, <laughs> people really don't like my type of people because of, like, a certain thing that happened politically. And so I, I feel like he's had this time to kind of, like, feel it out so much yeah. that now he literally has a way of life where he's like, you don't fuck with me. I have my white lawyers. I have my money. You stay there. I stay here. Don't bother me. And I, I've yeah, been an American citizen admirable. for this long, and yeah. I've worked out the kinks, and you don't come for me, and you don't come for my children, and I drink my wine and watch right. weird videos on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like the point of intersection, like, where both racists, non-racists, uh, foreigners, white people yeah, everybody kind connects. of like they all we all connect at capitalism we <laughs> yeah. go like no your dad's right he's assimilating in just the right way right. he's getting drunk he's losing an ipad <laughs> he's hiring exactly he's, he's gaming the system yeah. those those white lawyers are probably you know probably maybe better at unsnapping their briefcases yeah. and going yeah. and crying racism maybe <laughs> yeah. like because they've learned that or something yeah. it, it, and that's a, always that's a very interesting question like i i I had a uh, Lebanese-Armenian neighbor when I uh, got my first place in Koreatown when I moved here. And um, as a footnote in in Milwaukee, uh, where I'm from, Armenian did not – was not equated with non-white. Like we didn't – there's different kinds of Armenians, and it may be possible that the uh, fairer, uh, more passing for white Armenians are the right. ones that that were in Wisconsin. Or, but then again, we're all Polish and German and heavily heavily Eastern European in, in Milwaukee anyway. So, like, I, I think it's the, just that the it, if you don't if you don't call it out, people don't perceive it. I just right. we kind of thought of Armenians as being like Russian. There were a huh. ton of Armenians, and it just meant you were Eastern European, and it right. didn't mean you weren't white. When I got to L.A., I found it like a, it was an incredible culture shock to me that my neighbors were Armenian, and uh, they kept calling me white. And I thought that was so fucking weird, and it took me a huge adjustment. And then I was like, oh, it was was kind of – they didn't even realize if they were indoctrinating me into, like, 
racism. Where yeah. like, like they they really coaxed me into seeing them as not white. Whereas if they had kind of kept their lips zipped, like yeah. you're, the sort of like your dad's philosophy, and just been <laughs> like, you know what, I'm here. I'm fucking get used yeah. to it. And I got, I'm doing the things white people do and whatever. And if you, what's the difference between Italian and Lebanese and Armenian and whatever? Um, I certainly he would have gotten away with it with this honky, but <laughs> instead it was like all these references to me being white, and then yeah. like the the other thing about that guy was that he was obsessed with Jews, huh. and, but it was pro Jewish obsession because Armenians oh. had their genocide, and in L.A. there's this huge Armenian community, and this guy was like he would just. He would talk when he would talk about Jews. He would like knock on wood and and and, and like 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 he wow. would explain to me that they have this that, like they have the secret to making money and all these things that you qualify as anti-Semitism <laughs> because you're identifying Jews as how, you're dehumanizing them yeah. and you're yeah. all this stuff. But but the but the interesting thing is like when you fetishize a species, which, yeah. going back to episode one of Whiting Wongs, like like uh like like he's just like he le- this guy loved Jews. Yeah. He loved them so much he knew them in and out. He knew all the the characteristics of them, you know, their ability to make money, and he wanted to be one, and he wanted his Armenians to be like Jews, and like just nonstop talking about Jews, and it was like, it, it, it was, it, he would, it, it, I don't know, I, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I just think that's uh, like, I, it's I, 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 it's because yeah. honest dad, the idea of da- your dad going like. Leave me alone. I got my white lawyers. I'm yeah. watching my iPad and stuff. That's like, it's, there's this question of assimilation as well. Like when that's racist, when that's part of the problem and when it's mm-hmm. part of the solution, the American melting pot idea, like how much of that is just speak English and say hey, Merry Christmas and change mm-hmm. your last name right. and when mm-hmm. that's when that's good and when that's bad and and, and when yeah I, I I'm still confused by that yeah there's there's been especially recently like there's been a, a spate of people being attacked in public for speaking in a language with their family other than Eng- English mm-hmm. you know like there's been so many videos that have gone viral lately of people who like white dudes who are like attack or and women who are attacking people because they heard them in a checkout line like a mother and a daughter speaking in any language that isn't English and it's this like anger this like fury and it's like you don't know that they don't speak English they just Mm -hmm. chose to speak another language it's like all schools teach a second language like it's not my fucking fault you're too dumb to be bilingual (laughs) like I speak two languages fucking perfectly and I can choose to speak either language like sorry that you're so uh, stupid that you can't understand <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. and that it offends you that I can speak a second language. Conversely, like, have you ever been in a TSA line at LAX where, uh, lo and behold, there's a Chinese family uh, uh, like like that doesn't speak English, or like like a 90 year old Chinese man in front of you, and what and these fucking you know people that they hire for TSA? It's like like it's a, the entire line has to slow down because they're they're almost. They're almost incensed that the person, to, or they're confused that the person, mm-hmm. that this person is, it's their first flight out yeah. of LAX. Yeah. So like, they're not experts at taking their, sh- knowing to take their shoes yeah. off. That they don't, it's yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like, well, it's, it's, yeah, well, it's yeah. this weird double standard because, uh, you know, because they're all, the attitude is always like, if you're going to come to America, you should learn how to speak English. But what if somebody's a tourist? Yeah. Like, are you telling me that when you, as this white American, when you go to fucking France, do you learn how to speak French perfectly before you go and visit for well, a Paris weeks? is notorious like, that's, for, but, uh, you for, know, for, for being snobs because we created yeah. that stereotype because yeah. the fact is Paris is one of the few major tourist cities that Americans go to where they're like New York they got better things to do than just entertain tourists like th- yeah. and therefore yeah. and it, like yeah like unless you 
master the language of every fucking country you visit on vacation like I don't think you can fucking get mad at people who yeah. like come to America like not or also they're like well you live in America now but it's like do you know how long it takes to master a fucking yeah. language well there's also that well there was so many videos of people speaking like Arabic on the phone like before le- like taking off on a flight oh, yeah. just being on like bye bye Baba or like whatever any type of w- word whether it's alhamdulillah which just means thank you God uh, and then some white guy will be like oh they're terrorists and then they get thrown off the plane or like some r- rational shit like that where it's just like they're afraid of this this language that they they've, they've identified as terrorists or or evil and and when they hear it they get scared and that's so sad for me because i think arabic is so beautiful and and yeah, I, I get a little nervous when my parents speak Arabic in public because it's like I don't want people to to like call bomb threat or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just yeah, I, I, and obviously we probably we're we're all on the left coast and we all know that like this shit would be a hard slog even if we didn't have somebody taking advantage of it. Like, mm-hmm. we know that there are rich people up at the top that are professional politicians who could give two shits about how poor people expand their horizons or live their lives who are exploiting people's natural xenophobia because I'm from the Midwest, I'm 44 years old, that means I was t- I was uh, a young but adult person in Milwaukee um, at an age I can remember where because I didn't, uh, my world wasn't broad i didn't know a bunch of shit like if i heard people on an elevator speaking in a language that wasn't english my first reaction would be alienation and anger and confusion i would think to myself i wouldn't say it out loud because why but but the first impulse which is weird to me looking back would be i would think in my head and be like fucking speak english well now i don't know why i why I had that is some kind of presupposition that people that aren't speaking English mm-hmm. um, are somehow not speaking, therefore American, or therefore not like they're like they're not as intelligent. They're in your like, yeah. well, no, it's more. It's actually more like insidious, like 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 what's with your secret code talk? Oh, uh, that's like, what, what I would feel hiding? back then. I'd be I, just, like, I remember being in college and like people being so rude to a professor if he had an accent or if she had an accent. And I would just would think like, do you know how hard it is to give a lecture in your second language or your third language? Yeah. Like you have to be smart. Not, not, you're like, yeah. like you're not dumb for having an accent or, or mispronouncing some stupid fucking English word that you've been born to say right. Yeah. Like, yeah, and the people yeah. who make fun of accents are always people who only speak one language. Exactly. Yeah. It's always people who only speak, have never, ever, ever tried to learn yeah. another language. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And You're going to yeah. make fun of this guy who Who's can give a you? lecture yeah. in another language? You fucking do that then. Yeah. Yeah. You talk, if you can speak his native language better than than the way he speaks English, then you can talk. Yeah, exactly. That's actually very interesting. I think about that a lot with my parents, because my parents are both engineers, and it's like crazy because my dad, like I said, he's been here since he's been 24 but he still speaks with a very thick accent it's adorable and it's kind of crazy to me that he goes like he did he was on the bay bridge project like he helped design the bay bridge the new one and it's crazy to me like when i think about it like really think about it like he goes to work and tells people how he wants a bridge built in english yeah and it happens. I mean, the S curve happened. The S curve did happen, and that was low key. Like my dad was probably like, Ugh. 
should have explained that better. But like, <laughs> it's wild to me. And my mom designed CCTV like she like draws it with her hands like schematics, and that translates all over. And they both have thick accents, and they both mostly at home we all speak Farsi. So it's like yeah. it's crazy to me. Like they must be really smart. They're very <laughs> yes. I'm just realizing this. Like, yeah, my parents are smart. <laughs> so that's like, wild that like you could be like fuck this person. Like yeah. my mom just got back from Saudi Arabia yesterday, Whoa. and it's just like the most devout little Muslim woman. And it's like people when they speak to her, like my people are rude to my mom. I've noticed because she's just like very quiet. That they kind of like think they can push her aside. And it's like she's designing the surveillance that's going to watch you for the rest of your life. And it's like <laughs> you don't even know. And it, it and it really it makes me so mad. And it's like that is one of the smartest people I know. Yeah. Like this woman hand draws how a camera will be made. Like. I don't even understand it. Like, yeah, I don't know what yeah. she's doing half the time. I'm a podcast yeah. producer. I don't know anything. But that's crazy to me. When you say that, I was like, you're right. Yeah. They are fucking smart. They're brilliant. How I mean, do they do anything? I, I admire my parents and any immigrant parents or any immigrant that comes here. And it, I, I can't even imagine how hard it is to be somewhere where you ha- you're forced to speak a language you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And, you, mm-hmm. and, you, and everyone expects you to be good at it. And, yeah. and you look at their faces and they probably like smile when you say something wrong or like, like it's probably so so hard and our parents both did that are like and and they i just oh, respect man. them immensely i mean that's why i got what I, t- I went to paris for the second time and i was like i f- i'm like wow why don't i like it here and then i was like i feel like a fucking idiot and it's it's because whether they whether they all speak english or don't or whatever it's just like i feel like a goddamn idiot all the time and how much fortitude do i have to deal with that i want a vodka on the rocks it's really hard <laughs> yeah. like in a, in a town that only has coffee and wine and like, <laughs> like, like, like to like try to they they they, they could you could I've, I've walked blocks and the word vodka doesn't even register and it's like it it's more than just like it's not just as simple as playing a video game where like you can try as hard as you want yeah. and then get over it unless you're really brave yeah. and brazen and yeah. sometimes we really fault that 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 attribute in immigrants like we go like well who the fuck are you yeah, <laughs> who's this like person elbowing their, their way into yeah. the fucking best buy or whatever and like like insisting mm. and all this stuff but it's like if you really you kind of think about it and go like yeah but i if, if i go a place where i'm I, I, like people don't understand me and i don't yeah. know what to do and i don't i don't do anything i don't get anything yeah, i don't yeah, get yeah. my steak done right i don't get my mustard i don't get my vodka i don't know where anything is i i'm a ghost yeah, yeah. And, and 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 if i'm if i try really hard to speak french i i'm probably starting to sound like a goddamn borat or something yeah. to them. i've noticed like I, this trend that you just think you're a ghost I, I, don't, well, I mean, I, I think that's like, uh, the, yeah. Anyways, but I, I, that's I, how white he is. I wanted to ask you guys like a blanket question, just okay. to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, which is just like about because we talked about we're talking about like like I was one of these people like when I was a, a, a young adolescent <laughs> in an elevator. I hear two people speaking Spanish, and I have like a weird like this stuff comes from ignorance, you know. It's yeah. like and like xenophobia is. Like the the fastest cure for it is um, moving to a city, going to college, hanging out. You end up hanging out with a, a bunch of people, and you these things slide away because reality mm-hmm. sets in. Whereas it's really easy to sit on a laptop on Facebook and get really distressed about about different shit, or just overhear one conversation in the elevator. So th- th- there's this thing about it's like. We know that ignorance is what's at play when somebody says something really shitty to you. When somebody like, uh, do, you, do uh, like, uh, to what extent are we supposed to? 
I guess I guess it's a two part question. Like like to what extent are we supposed to bear the burden of other people's ignorance and 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 not let it so quote unquote trigger us so mm-hmm. that the problem stays the same if not gets worse like 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 and i guess the second part of my question is do you guys have techniques have you like like do you have philosophies or codes that you run through when you encounter somebody that's kind of actually infuriating you like with their ignorance because all they really are is somebody that doesn't have information yet yeah. and yet if you if you correct them they might they might feel even offended and attack you for getting because they're going to be embarrassed etc i you guys have these encounters probably mm-hmm. a million times more an hour than i do and do you have flow charts techniques codes that um, i don't know if i have a flow chart or a code but i do i mean i i do feel a little responsible just to educate people and I, and I I don't like that all the time like sometimes I don't want to talk and I'll feel like I have to at least say something like I was working with this girl and I was upset about like the like this hospital got bombed in Syria and she was just like wait what's going on in Syria again like what's the deal over there and I'm like just like that blatant it wasn't even a bad comment but like the idea that the laziness this this, this that's a perfect example of what I'm yeah. talking about because I might I might have said that yesterday. Yeah, and I, if I yeah, didn't, but so. like for me, having so much emotional investment in this in, in this home and in, in my family, uh, the, this 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 like flippant remark really fucking pisses me off a lot of the time. It's just the way the way it's said. Also, it's a factor, but I usually just say something like, if I, if I don't want to talk about it, I'll say like it's really hard for me to talk about. But um, there's like a civil war going on over there and it's been going on for seven years it's not really getting talked about like 200 hundred like 200 thousand people have gotten displaced or they're in jail or getting killed by the government it's very corrupt and usually they're just like whoa that's wild like <laughs> like they're just like what a crazy world we live in and yeah. move on. <laughs> right. like they just heard the plot of a movie yeah exactly yeah. But really specifically on a micro level like taking that going into that simulator that person says that which is easily something I might say in mixed company, especially it's it, it just like, what's going on over there? I mean, what's going on I mean, here? That, that's a very like, innocent remark. Would, like, the, would the first yeah. thing that you said be what you just said, which is like, actually, which I think is almost more effective that you would, without bothering to say, well, I'm Syrian, which like, uh, th- that you actually skip to the second line of dialogue, skip the first one and just go, well, it's really difficult for me to talk about, but here's the answer yeah. to your question. And then let the person have to follow your jet stream and go, Oh, are you? Are yeah, you serious? That's, that's <laughs> like, I think that's really effective, times. actually, and also, and not in a way that it makes the other person feel like shit. It actually, yeah. I think, actually makes. It I don't avoids... want to walk around being like I'm Syrian. I'm right. Syrian. It's just like I want you to care about things that are happening that are happening to your fellow human, right? Like, mm-hmm. like and uh, and that that's a very innocent remark. Like, like I've gotten much worse, where it's like. Like so, this woman tried to convince me that Trump was doing good things in Syria, or like something like just like the like comments that very much pissed me off, and I've gotten riled up. And uh, you just have to remember that everyone has a different experience, and some people don't want to change their minds or see it in a certain way, and some people don't want to be educated. And uh, yeah, that's what, my way. Yeah. I, what's I a, what's to... like a phrase just for those of us, so for the white people listening, who are going to be always stepping on these landmines. Not to characterize, I, I you know, I, that, that's you have to bring more into this. No, 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 that's not why I was a project because it's like it's like that characterizes uh, the no, uh, the kidding. other as oversensitive and or whatever. That that's I don't mean it that way. I mean like I could easily say like, white people are going to be sticking their m- foot in their mouth all the time. What, what's like a what's like a thing that you would love to hear the minute where somebody accidentally a, a white person 
says something that, that like that example where it's like, yeah, you you stepped into this territory, and so um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna it technically qualifies as schooling you, but it's either that or saying nothing, etc. What's like the 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 then the abs the the perfect response to that like. Like, 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 like just the simplest, mm-hmm. is it just like, is it just for the person to go like, oh, I didn't realize, is it, is it, is, is there, is there like a cue card? Like, because it, it honestly, I think it would help like, like, it, like people could get up out of bed and do pushups and go like, okay, I'm going to like wander into a multicultural America and I'm going to end up like, um, uh, finding out I'm ignorant in yeah. some situation. And when that happens, there's almost a ritualistic like password I say that's like genuflecting that actually reflects my uh, my my core yeah. desire for everybody to be happy and like as, as, as instead of that person being at a loss for words at which point defensiveness might kick in or something is there like a magic diffusing I mean, well, and my, I always in situations where someone is I feel like being ignorant well I am not very a confrontational person so I'm always a part of the problem like I don't always step in and say anything because I'm like uh, I don't have the energy or the time right. but if I really if it's someone I like who is saying something that I'm just like okay well this is a person I want to talk to then I'll be like well do you want to hear my experience mm-hmm. and then it's like you don't have to take any of it in but just listen to my experience and if you're into it I'll tell you more and if you're not then I'll fuck off whatever yeah. you'd have the right to live your life but in that, like, what would you love to hear them say after you did that? Like, I would love to hear them say, "Anna, you're right. Everything you say is right." But like, <laughs> I mean, no, I think I ex- I understand your experience, and I will, you know, start to be a more progressive in my views, and, and, and then it's like cool. I think, but I think that there are like two happens. people, there are, like two types of people. There are people that like ask you questions, not really wanting to know the answer. Like they they ask you questions just to like figure out what you are right. or like like what's the deal or something. And there and the, 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 I think the fewer amount of people are the people that really want to get educated on something they don't know about and for those people if they were just saying something like well do you recommend i read something like right. like or do you recommend yeah. a certain type like like news article or something and i would more i would be more than happy to send them something from like al jazeera or something that's like far more credible as far as middle eastern news than well that's what i always, i usually yeah. say you should probably just read more al jazeera if you really yeah. want to know yeah just like about. go to aljazeera.com like right now and there's five articles that us media does not talk about so maybe like the magic phrase is like it's like Oh wow! I didn't know that. Is there is there is there an easy way for me to learn more about yeah. that so I don't embarrass myself? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, maybe, that maybe, that, maybe that last part's and, too extreme. And I, but and I appreciate when people are like, "Yeah, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about it." Like, can you even explain it to me? Or like, like, like when they preface it with them understanding that they should know more. Not that they should, but like that they want to know more. I can respect that. It's not like they're just coming at me with these like weird, ignorant questions where they're like, wait, what's happening? Or mm-hmm. like 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 expecting me to just like jump on in being like, well, this is what's happening and I'm going to just like play my character because I, I a lot of the times like friends of mine like, like white friends will like be like, I just saw this really like terrible documentary on Syrian children. You have to watch it. And I'm like, no. I don't want to watch it. Like, <laughs> I'm sad all the time. Like, like, like and, and for them, they're just trying to be helpful and be like, I saw something that reminded me of you because you're the one Syrian I know. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's more just like my heart is like completely broken. Yeah, and like, yeah. I can't just watch. And so if somebody that. would do that. That's another. So that's another yeah. example. It's just tragic because somebody would be like, oh, I'm connecting those dots. I have a Syrian friend. I just saw this thing. Hey, did you see this thing? It's called uh, A Million Babies. Uh, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. It's really great. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And, then, and then you respond and go like, yeah, I'm familiar. It's, it's, it's too close to home and all that stuff. So then another. It's, it's, and it just go like, 
Oh, 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 God, yeah. See, I'm I, I, I just looking for this, like magic abracadabra phrase where it's just like it applies to everything so that white people can calm down and not go to a place of like, I'm being shamed, therefore mm-hmm. I need to put my dukes yeah. up. Like that I before they do... Acknowledging your ignorance is so... Yeah beneficial and it's like but we're trained in this culture and i i think this is where immigrants and and children of immigrants and white people are all like american culture we are all trained that admission of ignorance is like that's like saying put me in jail and monopoly <laughs> yeah. like i refuse I'll, I'll, I'll take my 200 dollars. i'm not gonna pass go so it's like like unless you uh, unless you do get to like step out in front of it and like somehow like make it just like yeah. sound feel casual insecurity, and hip and insecurity just go, like, makes you not want to admit ignorance If you are secure in yourself and because people who are insecure, they think that if they admit that they don't know something, that means that they're less than, I just want that mantra of like, this isn't my field or, (laughs) you know. Well, there's another side to all of this too. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I just think a lot of like white men in particular, they refuse to think that they don't know everything. Well, I don't think that's true. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 There's another side to this that we haven't touched on. Which is that there's also the exhaustion Mm -hmm. uh, for people who are part of the oppressed group to then have to educate the the privileged group. Because that's the other thing that I get annoyed with sometimes, which is the laziness. It's like, not only am I part of the group that's oppressed, I'm I'm in the group that's disadvantaged, but I have to explain to you, the person who is advantaged and who is historically the oppressor, why it's wrong. I have to convince you of why it's wrong. I have to give you all the answers. Like, I mean, this is the the world worldwide equivalent of being the Asian kid who all the white kids copy your homework. But you know, know, I'm not asking, I'm not, the reason I'm trying to find uh, like an I'm okay, you're okay kind of like catchphrase, like, uh, like to make this podcast like historical or something where I, as the white guy in the podcast that I can find like this like Mork rainbow suspender like franchisable phrase or something that white people can repeat to themselves or even out loud when they encounter these situations whereas previously the only option we've had is to like like I don't know you just, you just get scared and mad and stuff yeah. and and it's not I didn't mean to imply that it's other people's job to like educate no 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 I, I know you weren't I just but mean, I'm saying I, that there are I'm about, saying that because we all end up in a situation bliss <laughs> I think it's it. Yeah, it's all right. we can put a pin in it. I think it's yeah. a, like like we're looking. I want to look for a, like a little namaste phrase that for for, <laughs> for white dudes that we can use to empower ourselves. Mm-mm. Through ignorance, like, I go, I go, I, I, I just go. I go, won't give you that cop out. That, no, it's not that cop easy. out though. Can't be that easy. I, no, it's just a thing that keeps us from 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 putting up a huge fucking right. totally yeah. counterproductive force field. If I could come up with a phrase that would put our gun on safety mm-hmm. and lower okay. it, then wouldn't that that, that yeah. and 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 you want to muzzle your whiteness a little? It, it's like 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 it's just that's like it's just like okay, you just stepped in it. No one is trying to shame you. Nobody mm-hmm. is wants yeah. your pants. Nobody wants your job. Nobody wants nobody wants you to like do a ritualistic South Park uh, Jesse Jackson ass kiss ritual. Nobody wants your manhood, your integrity. No one wants you to cry and and if you do, no one's going to yeah. put a cigarette butt out on your face and say that's not good enough. Like before you inva- envision all this stuff, like you just lower your goddamn Kevlar yeah. by by because I think white guys are socialized to to not be weak and all this stuff so it's like if you can if i could figure out a way to like flip that so that okay here's your recourse you just stepped in shit 
Now here's what you say. It's a five-word catchphrase that you repeat to yourself, and as you do it, like, inward and outward, like, you will find yourself in more situations where the other person, like, might... Like, like, you don't end up in a fucking, like, fight in a comment section. You just, like... You can just say, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, there is nothing weaker than being so afraid of people thinking you don't know something yeah. that you're going to be completely defensive and complicit in racism. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's nothing weaker than that. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot about this subject. Right. You do, and I... and and. And, and then that's okay. Like, yeah. like you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just I'm sorry is a very powerful thing to say when you've fucked up that, like, like or misstepped like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's. I, I I think you guys probably think I'm super goofy for obsessing on this topic, <laughs> but, but but I, I just I honestly You're the think token that's white like, man in the room. So I, yeah. Like like that's an important thing. Is like 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 okay yeah. It's like it's like it's because it's weird that I already had some like enamel pin baked into my brain about people speaking Spanish in a yeah. Target line. Like why did I get that? Where did I get that? We're yeah. in competition with with coding that is running deeper than common sense. So like. Maybe Harry Potter passwords and abracadabras and things and, and little mantras and things could be the solution to turn things around for mm-hmm. people that don't have the luxury of moving to New York and having uh, 10 black friends over 10 years right. and thereby becoming not racist slowly over 10 years. Instead, It's like, yeah. like, okay, you're on Facebook now. You're constantly running into people that you're going to be offending the fuck out of when they do. Just remember, just say, say I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this subject. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, the more you say it, the less it'll be, like, getting stung by a bee. Like, you'll become, like, a beekeeper. You don't have to pretend, you know? It's like, there's no fucking harm in being wrong. Look at our president. He has never been wronger about more things, and he's president. Like, your recourse to power is not threatened here. You will still, you can still dominate. And, and like, like your ignorance could be your lightsaber. Like, Mm -hmm, fucking, like, own it. if I really did hear, like, a strong, intense white man be like, I'm sorry, I did not know that. I would actually probably be like... Wow! Yeah. I, should, I, should, I should date you. That's why you have a white boyfriend. It's like, oh wow! It's like exactly yeah. what to say. Yeah. No. Well, you heard he that here. Uh, uh, Middle Eastern women that pass for white <laughs> get a little—I won't say turned on because I don't want to objectify and sexualize, but they're impressed. <laughs> okay. Oh. They're intrigued. I, I just any admission of of reality the reality yeah. that you're dumb or not dumb <laughs> the reality that you're that you need to be schooled on something and if you want to be educated on something like i i enjoy when people want to learn mm-hmm. and not just want to ask questions for the sake of hearing themselves talk you know like it's, it's i i if you want to truly know more about syria and you want to know what's going on in palestine like i want you to know because more people should know but if you just want to just like start an argument or play devil's advocate like that gets old real fast yeah, yeah. oh that's the worst fucking game yeah. when they're like I just want to play devil's advocate because it's like th- for them it's just it's fun to yeah. debate and win an argument but for you it's fucking life yeah. this is your life this is your people this is life yeah. and death I mean world's smallest violin for my people but <laughs> I'm telling you you'd be shocked to like how I don't know how I got that way I don't it's obvious well that's what we're here to examine it's, it's socialized and stuff yeah. so, so I'm not asking you to like look at us as a disenfranchised group that we need to extend understanding to I'm just saying like it's gonna it's it'll it, it might help to understand that like I swear you could have the best of intentions and be fucking like hear yourself as I often yeah. do on this podcast like fucking explaining Middle Eastern culture to Middle Eastern <laughs> people explaining everything like the concept of me not knowing shit is somehow it's not even offensive it doesn't even get into my fucking zone I'm like Dan you know everything <laughs> I 
don't know who told me that. I don't know who told me that my job was that. America told you that. History. There was no class in it. There was no video that I saw. All classes were in it. But yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for myself and say I'm gonna like I'm gonna have like like my ther my couple's therapist said like I prescribe you guys to like kiss each other a hundred times a day or whatever. I'm gonna like I'm gonna. I'm going to spend the next, until the next podcast record every day, I'm going to say. You're going to kiss a Middle Eastern person. I'm going to say, I don't know, or I don't know anything about that at least 10 times every day. That's that's great. Yeah, good for you. Even stuff that I think I'm. I'm going to even pretend I don't know (laughs) because there's a good chance that I don't know and think I know. So I'm going to pick random things to say I know nothing about. Yeah. And see what happens. They're going to say something like, like, your, I don't know, like, what's your mom's maiden name? Like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I'll, okay, I'll report back. But well, well thank you guys. Yes, so, this so has been a, a super-sized oh, episode. Oh shit! I'm in Dutch. But I, I feel like Dutch. we could talk for like another five hours. Yeah, we could. Um, yeah. Thank you, Anna and Shireen, so much for Thanks coming so on this much. podcast. Uh, plugs. Uh, we have a podcast on Feral Audio called Ethnically Ambiguous. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethnically Amb, A-M-B, and then you can follow us on Instagram on Ethnically Ambig, basically Ethnically Amb, I-G. I-G. And then we have a Facebook page. Just look up Ethnically Ambiguous. You'll see Anna and I's faces. And, um, yeah, we c- we make your Mondays better. We have episodes every Monday. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're some uh, cool And I, I produce a daily news podcast. That is on news and pop culture, and I'm crazy. So listen to that. It's called the Daily Zeitgeist. Um, yeah, and I'm I do things too. <laughs> go to go to Shireen's website. Yeah, I have a poetry book out. If you guys want some angsty poetry that I wrote when I was 16, uh, and uh, I make music videos and films, you can go look at it on my website. Oh no! My head- I just pulled out my headphone jack. But my website is my first name, Shireen and Lonnie, L A N I. And you can just creep on me and join my little family. Creep right. on Shireen. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. And thank you, race fans, for listening. Say bye, Dan. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show.